Hilchus Brachis Perik Shviyalach Aleph. The Hagish Rabbis Nahagu Machach Misrab Besuda, there are many customs that the sages of Jewish people conduct themselves with when it comes to meals. The Chulun Derecher, it's their own manner of uh, proper behavior. They're not, they're not so to speak, halacha, but uh, they are appropriate behavior. In that sense, they join the halachic realm. The Elohim, these are them. Kishin Nechnasin, the Suda, when they enter a meal, Hagadosh Luchonet, these are the Tchilah, the greatest person of them all, the biggest scholar, washes his hands first. Afterwards, they all enter and they sit and they recline, as it was customary back then to recline on little cots while you ate. The most important person reclines at the head of the table, at the head of the room, rather. The second person uh, further down from him. The, the, the second greatest person further down from him. There's three cots, then the greatest person reclines at the head of the room. The second one further down from him. Uh, excuse me, the second one further up from him, and the third one further down from him. So the th- if there's three cots and three people, the great person should be in the center. Second greatest person should be uh, 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 further along the room from him, and the uh, the third greatest person should be closer to the entrance of the room. Lamato lamaila above and below for you. Presumably, does not refer to altitude; it refers to how far along the entrance of the room to the end of the room. Kind of like where you have the idea of the head of the table and people sitting along the table. In this case, everyone has their own little table, their own little cot. So it's a similar arrangement, but in but not in the context of being around the table, rather in the context of being across the room. The owner, the the host, should be the one to make hamaytzi for everyone. He finishes the bracha only afterwards, cuts the bread, or breaks the bread. This way, he's making hamaytzi on a whole loaf. The guest should be the one to bench for everyone. He should he should be blessing the host in the special blessing for the host that the guest says during benching. If they were all members of the household, then the greatest among them should be the one to break the bread. He should also be the one to bench for everyone. The person who is making hamaytzi, cutting the bread, should not do so until everyone has salt and a dip. Before each individual, so as soon as he passes out the bread, after he makes hamaytzi for everyone, he'll pass out the bread, they can immediately begin to eat, so not to make an interruption between the bracha and the beginning of eating. Because it's not, uh, don't, no, no, no one likes eating bread by itself. Either the bread is eaten with salt or with, uh, with a dip. Unless, of course, their intention was to eat a lot of bread by itself, in other words. So uh, uh, they're not eating bread with a dip. So they're, eating, they're eating a lot of bread, and, and they're, because they're eating it by itself, there's no dip. Therefore, you're eating more bread uh, to make sure that you're satisfied because there's no, nothing to eat it with. So in that case, um, it's it's okay. You don't have to wait till everyone has has their own dip. Uh, you don't you you should not cut off for everyone a small piece. That appears stingy. Nor a large piece <clears throat> larger than the size of an egg because that 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 looks like someone who's uh, who's uh, a glutton who's starving. You can cut a large piece, larger than an egg, because that shows, demonstrates uh, honor for the Shabbos, the enthusiasm of eating, eating the Shabbos meal. The part of the loaf that you, that you uh, cut or break from should be the part that has been thoroughly cooked very well. So the bracha is 
made over the choiciest part of the bread. Ideally, to make a to, to break a cut into an, a full loaf when you make hamotzi. What if you have a whole loaf, but it's of barley bread, which is inferior to wheat? And you have a piece of wheat bread, but it's not a whole loaf. Which one is more important? You put the whole loaf together with the uh, the whole loaf of barley together with the broken loaf of wheat. You cut from both of them. This way you're cutting from the more important species, which is wheat, as well as the uh, more important structure of the bread, which is the whole loaf, although it's barley. You must make on two whole loaves, as we'll describe in the Shabbos. You hold both of them, you make hamaytzi, but then when you make hamaytzi, you only have to cut one of them. The person who cuts the bread should uh, put a piece before every individual. And then the person should pick it up with his hand. But the person cutting should not put it into the hand of the person eating. Unless he was a mourner. The person who cuts the bread, he takes a piece first and eats. In other words, it sounds like he's supposed to give everyone a piece of bread. Uh, so everyone, he doesn't, he doesn't eat. He, he cuts, let's say there's 10 people. He cuts 10 pieces of bread and makes sure everyone has the piece. But he doesn't eat yet. But the people who, who are dining with him are not allowed to taste it until he tastes the bread first. And he's not allowed to taste the bread until everyone answers Amen. So it comes out the person who, cut, who cuts the bread has to make hamaytzi. Everyone answers amen. After everyone finishes answering amen, he cuts the bread for every person. Every person has a piece in front of him. Then the person who originally cut the bread takes a bite of his bread. And then afterwards, everyone else takes a bite of their bread. If the person cutting the bread wants to give honor to his teacher or anybody or another Torah scholar, and he allow him to, to, to um, uh, take bread um, before he does, or Shabbat, he may do so. Two people should wait for each other when eating from the same dish, which I think means that if one of them finishes eating, the other one should stop as well. Three people do not have to wait. Um, so, therefore, if two people finish eating, the third person does have to stop. But if only one person stopped eating, the other two don't have to stop with him. They can continue until they finish. When, when the second person finishes eating, so now two people have finished eating, so then the third person has to stop, as we said. One should not speak during a meal, because otherwise it could be dangerous. If food goes down the windpipe, you could choke. Because of that reason, if someone brings wine during the meal, in which case, even though you washed Ramaytzi, everyone has to make their own Berkhar Gafin. Each one says their own Bracha. If one person says the Bracha for all of them, and, every, and the, other, the person answering Amen answers Amen while he's swallowing, it can, become, it can be dangerous if the food goes down the windpipe. You don't look at the face of someone eating, nor at his plate, and his portion, because that's embarrassing. You don't embarrass him. The, the, the servant who's standing and serving before those who are dining, he should not eat with them together because uh, he's serving. Not time to eat. However, it's a matter, of, it's a merciful trait to 
let him taste a little bit of every dish. To calm him down, he shouldn't be, you know, wondering what it tastes like and uh, be, be uh, drooling over it, so to speak. If you give him wine to drink, then every cup, because wine he requires a bracha even during the meal, every cup he's given, he has to make a new bracha on. His drinking depends not on his interest, but on theirs. Therefore, he can't say, well, I had a cup of, I made a guffin on the first cup, and I had a mind for all the wine I would drink. He doesn't have the right to drink any more than they give him. Therefore, each cup is like the first cup, and it requires its own bracha. If one of the people eating the meal left to urinate, he only needs to wash one hand when he goes back in. Uh, Assuming that he only only, uh, touched a part of his body which is normally covered with one of his hands. Uh, So therefore, to wash his hands, to continue eating bread, one hand, washing whichever hand that is, is sufficient. If he spoke with his friend uh, 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 for an extended period of time, while he was outside. Um, so, and he washes both hands when he comes back in because he didn't pay attention to what his hands were doing. And you always have to wash your hands before you, before you eat bread uh, anytime you are not concentrating on, on maintaining their purity. If they were gathering to drink, then he comes inside uh, and sits in his place and washes his hands. In other words, I think this means that they finished eating, eating the bread, and now they are having wine for dessert. Afterwards, he washes his hands while he's facing away from the, the crowd. Then he can turn his, turn his face and face the, the guests. Um, why should he wash his hands in his place? They're going to say he maybe even wash his hands. There's no, uh, there's no, there's no bread. And therefore, they're going to think that, that, that if there's bread, everyone knows you wash your hands. But in this case, where he's returning from the bathroom, um, I guess that's the case. He's returning from, returning from the bathroom, and as we started the halacha off with, and in that case, uh, you still have to wash your hands before you make a bracha bracha oven. And uh, so people should not suspect him of not washing his hands because there's no bread. Uh, to make it clear, he does wash his hands before he drinks the dessert wine and makes a bracha oven. He washes his hands uh, while he's at the table, but while facing away from the guests, out of respect for them. You should not put raw meat on top of bread, because it's disrespectful for the bread. It makes the bread uh, less tasteful to eat. You don't pass or place or pass a full cup over wine, because again, you might spill some of the liquid onto the bread, and it'll make it uh, less interesting in eating. It's soggy bread, dirty bread. In you don't use bread as a way to support a plate. Again, it's disrespectful for bread. You don't throw bread, nor any other pieces of food, nor any pieces of meat or fish, nor any other, other food that do not have shells. Like berries or grapes, and figs. Because in doing so, if you throw them, they, they, especially if they fall, they become uh, uh, disgusting. You're allowed to draw wine or cause the wine to flow in pipes in the wedding hall, which is like done as some sort of stunt. Like you kind of, you know, like you pile up the, uh, like nowadays you pile up the, make a pyramid of the cups of wine, you pour it in one cup and it all flows to the other cups, something similar to that. Or possibly this means the idea of um, that uh, um, some way they would collect all the wine at the end so it should not get wasted. Um, 
you're allowed to throw in front of the chasen um, uh, 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 roasted grains and nuts uh, during the summertime when the ground is not muddy. Because then, if it, even if it falls, since they have shells, you can just dust it off. Not during the winter time, if they shed the muscle, they become disgusting if they fall in the mud. Even if they have a shell, but at that point, the food becomes repulsive. A person should not wash their hands with wine. Whether it's uh, uh, in its concentrated state, or diluted. Um, whether it's mixed mixed water or not. You don't cause any food liquid to become uh, spoiled or destroyed. In a way of, uh, this, the, the, um, of degrading or a disgusting manner. Excuse me. In a degrading or contemptuous manner. Halacha yud. The guests are not allowed to take any of the food they have in front of them. And place in the hand of the of their child or be to their daughter, son or daughter. So bias of the the host. Uh, now they think they're being nice to the host by giving their child some of their food, but perhaps the owner of the 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 host will become embarrassed. He only has enough food to bring to the, his guests. And now they don't have enough to eat. The children are taking it and going off with it. Now the the the, uh, the uh, guests are going to assume that if they give their portion to the kid, in other words, they think that the host served them to be nice, and then the host is going to serve the child. So they're taking their portion, giving it to the child, and the host will serve them. They don't realize the host only made enough food for, you know, for the guests. So the kids are going to eat uh, something else, eat pizza. And now he's going to be embarrassed for not having enough food. Pushes not send this fellow a barrel of wine with oil floating on, floating on top, which was apparently a common practice. The oil sort of sealed the wine, sealed it off, having, having contact with air, so it, last, it, would, it would stay fresh longer. It was like a, a natural cover. Maybe a person is going to uh, send someone a barrel of wine with, with oil floating on top. He's going to think it's oil. It's only it's only on the surface. However, he's going to invite guests, you know, to eat and dip their bread in this barrel of oil, and then it's going to be wine. He's going to be biased, he's going to be embarrassed when the, when, the, when the when the bread gets full of wine. Any of these matters, that it could cause any embarrassment to another person, to the host, are all forbidden. In times of the Gemara, they, every single individual had their own little little table, own little tray, sort of like a desk. So when they finish eating, they remove the table from each, each, each individual takes away his table. And they eat, they, uh, then they, wash, they sweep the place where they ate. And afterwards they wash them. Why is it important to sweep the place where you ate? Perhaps there will be pieces of bread, crumbs, as large as a kazayas on the floor. Upon which it's forbidden to walk because it's a disgrace to the bread. It's also forbidden to wash your hands over them. Therefore, you have to first uh, remove the tables, then sweep, and then wash my machrenim. Crumbs, which are less than the kazayas, those may be destroyed intentionally, they may be thrown out. But they should not be done so in a, specifically in a, treated in a, in a disgraceful manner. Um, but they it shouldn't be destroyed in a disgraceful manner, but they may be disposed of. They bring water to wash. Whoever's going to bench for everyone, person benching for everyone, or leading the Muslim, rather, 
Nowadays, as you would say, he washes first because the greatest person is the person presumably is going to lead the Muslim. Eventually, everyone should not sit with his hands are, are, uh, with their hands are dirty while he's waiting for everyone else to, to wash. Therefore, he can wash his first. The shower safe. Everyone else washes people washes their hands uh, after that. One after the other. This idea of um, the order of the washing, besides for the first person washing, the greatest person washing first, the person who is presumably benching washing first. Other than that, you don't honor each other by by giving marachim to anybody else in any order. You don't extend honor regarding dirty hands. In other words, who's going to wash their hands first? Um, no regarding bridges, so uh, whoever gets their first goes over first. No on the roads, again, first come, first served. The only exception, the exception being, uh, the, when, when is it appropriate to honor someone, let, let them go first. Let them enter a door before you, if it's a doorway fit for mezuzah, uh, with regard to entering. However, exiting, apparently, that's not necessary. After they finished washing, and they dry their hands, and they benched, um, they, uh, they bring a, like a spice, it was a common practice to um, bring like a, an incense uh, to smell. Whoever benched, he makes the bracha over the incense. And then everyone answers on me. Halach Yidali, if there was wine at the meal, Mavian Kais, Machsik Ravias, Ayesel, Ravias, you bring a cup that can hold the Ravias or more, Mavian, Misam, and then you bring um, the spices, Vaychas, Yayam, Yaminoi, you hold the wine in your right hand because you're supposed to bench over wine, according to the Rambam, um, ideally. Vesem, Sam, Misam, you hold the spices in the left hand, and while holding them, you bench. If you finish benching, you make a bracha on the wine, and afterwards, after you drink, you drink some wine, Drink the wine. You make a bracha on the on the besamim, on the spices. What if the besamim was a uh, sweet smelling oil, or something like that? A certain a, um, a certain type of type of uh, substance that that smelled nice, like a perfume. You put it on the head of the attendant, on the on the head of the servant who's serving the meal. That's how you let the let the room, uh, let, let the people have their. Uh, 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 Fragrance dessert. If, however, the shamash was tamal chacham, the cert was tamal chacham, then tacham because you put it on the wall. It's not appropriate for tamal chacham to walk in the marketplace with perfume. Even though it's not required to bench over wine, it's preferred. If you do make a bench on the wine, according to the custom we said, you have to wash out the cup on the inside. And rinse it on the outside. Fill it with raw wine, uh, the concentrated wine, like a, like a, as, it, as, it, as it was a custom back then, that the wine was a concentrate to which you diluted to the point of being able to drink. Once you meet, uh, start the second bracha, which thanks Hashem for Eretz Yisrael, you put some water inside of it, enough of a ratio to make it uh, pleasant, pleasurable to drink as a way of honoring and thanking Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. Which produces fine wine. So should be pleasant, uh, enjoyable to drink. You do not talk while the cup of is waiting to be drunk by the person who uh, is benching. 
Everyone should be quiet as she until he finishes benching and then makes a brach on the wine. The issue, and then they should drink. So apparently, everyone would have their own cup of wine, it seems. Um, and then they all hear benching from the person leading the benching. When he finishes benching, he makes a very pair of guffin, and they all answer amen to that as well, and they all drink their wine together.